From CITI Program, I'm Darren Gaddis, and this is On Campus. Today, what crimes are covered under the Clery Act, why students should report crimes, and how to prevent crimes on campus. I spoke with Jason Heal, the Clery Act Coordinator at the University of California, San Francisco Police Department, on Clery Act crimes and reporting. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide legal advice or guidance. You should consult with your organization's attorneys if you have questions or concerns about relevant laws and regulations in this podcast. Additionally, the views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenter. Thank you for joining me today, Jason. Thank you very much for having me. What are Cleary crimes and what are a few examples of these crimes? Sure. Cleary crimes are enumerated crimes that are reported to a campus security authority, which occur on Cleary geography. And let's just unpack that for a minute. A lot of jargon there to discuss. Talking about enumerated Cleary crimes, we're talking primarily about the main crimes of criminal homicide, sex offenses, including rape, fondling, incest and statutory rape, robbery, aggravated assault, burglary, motor vehicle theft, arson, along with arrests and referrals for disciplinary action for liquor law violations, drug law violations, and illegal weapons possessions, hate crimes, and the VAWA crimes of dating violence, domestic violence, and stalking. So we're talking about these various classifications of of crimes, which might be reported to a campus security authority on your campus. A campus security authority is simply someone designated by your campus, broadly speaking, uh, to collect reports of criminal incidents. We're talking about these crimes reported to these security authorities, which occur in our Clery geography, broadly speaking, as geography, property, locations that your campus owns or controls, and the adjacent public property surrounding it. That was rather insightful, Jason. With the students in mind, how can they help prevent crimes on campus? Well, the best way is to report. And a lot of times when students think about reporting, they think there's simply one option, their campus safety or campus police. And it's important to recognize that with reporting, it's not just campus safety. There's so many options available on on any given campus that go beyond campus safety. It goes to anonymous reporting, confidential reporting, reports made to your administration, to Title IX, to your care advocate. Important point being is that your campus and your administrators on campus have so many different institutional obligations upon receiving the report of a crime. But those obligations cannot be met until that report is made. And once that report is made, then people on campus can act. And that's the most important part. And by reporting, by saying something, by speaking up, your administrators, your campus safety departments can act and help prevent future crime. Other things students can do beyond just preventing crimes is also acting as an active bystander. Engaging in bystander intervention is crucially important. And what do we mean by that? Generally, we're talking about individuals who are either observing a violent act. These people may not be directly involved, but they have the choice and the opportunity to intervene, to speak up, to do something about it. So what do we mean by that? Specifically, we're talking about watching out for your friends and your fellow students or employees. If you see someone who looks like they could be in trouble or need help, you want to ask if they're okay. You want to speak up when someone discusses a plan or suggests the possibility of taking advantage of another person. Thinking about making a campus a safe space for students, 
What resources should institutions have to help mitigate crimes on campus? Crime prevention is that it goes beyond just looking at your campus safety department. It starts with forming partnerships with other departments on your campus. So let me go ahead and give you a few examples of what those might be. One would be working with your student services department to go ahead and advertise your campus safety escort programs or your self-defense trainings. Another option might be partnering with your transportation department and ensure that you have late night ride options available for your students. Uh, it also could be assisting your facilities department to make sure that your campus facilities, specifically we're talking about your emergency intercoms, your panic buttons, blue light phones, your access control system, security cameras and lighting, that all these things, this infrastructure on your campus are designed with safety in mind, including proper signage. So ask the question, when new buildings are constructed or modeled, is there a place for campus safety and crime prevention to contribute? Uh, specifically, I'm trained in what's called crime prevention through environmental design, which simply is a program and a way of thinking that looks at both private and public spaces, could be on campus, could be anywhere in our community, and thinking about how to design and maintain those facilities in a way that best promotes public safety and crime prevention. Is there someone on your campus who can facilitate that? Uh, other examples in terms of crime prevention, collaborating with your campus communications teams and your student groups to promote, to improve the use of your campus safety alerting apps, making sure that they're readily available and well publicized. Another example, checking in with your emergency management, maybe it's your environmental health and safety, your EHS groups, and making sure that your emergency notification systems, your mass notification, those tools that you use on campus are readily available to reach their intended audiences, that you're making sure you're using the proper modalities to reach the entirety of your campus community. Thinking about things like, where are my gaps? What groups are at risk of maybe not being notified? What about my maybe my visitors to campus, individuals with language barriers, or barriers to technology, people who don't regularly use or access your campus email or your smartphone? What can be done across the campus community to prevent crimes from occurring? Um, I think one example that I can think of that I think might be helpful, and this is really coming from the perspective of a Clery Act coordinator, is to think about your timely warnings. Your timely warnings are an aspect of crime prevention that your campus is likely gonna have the most interaction with. Uh, as a reminder, your timely warnings are your notices that you issue for reported Clery Act crimes, which occur on your Clery geography that pose a significant or a serious or ongoing threat to your community. And the purpose of these warnings is to provide relevant information to students and employees in a timely manner that might aid in the prevention of similar crimes. And so beyond issuing the notices as required to do under the law, institutions really want to ask if their timely warning notices are written and distributed effectively. Uh, specifically, are the crime prevention tips in your timely warnings crafted with your community in mind? Knowing this information, how can students report Cleary Act crimes at their institution? First, obviously, most people, when they think about crime reporting, they're thinking about reporting to their campus safety or their campus police departments. And certainly those are options, but it's good to remember that there's other options available on your campus. Some are anonymous, some are confidential. These might be things like your Title IX office, your care advocate office, anonymous tip lines, crisis counseling lines, professional counselors you have on campus, ombuds. Certainly you probably have mandatory reporters as well. These are all various kinds of resources you have on campus. The point to understand most specifically 
is that there's not just one option, there's many ways to do it. How does the Cleary Act allow students to advocate for themselves on campus for safer spaces? The Cleary Act provides for a range of information to be given to students that allows them to advocate for themselves. Specifically, your annual security report has an annual disclosure of crime statistics. This is information that they, the students can act on if there's a crime problem on campus. The Clery Act allows for more ways to report crime to your institution. Clery Act allows for notification of real-time security and safety events occurring on campus by means of timely warnings and emergency notifications. And most specifically, and most importantly, the Clery Act allows students to know their rights, to understand the obligation of their institution to respond to events. Thinking about things like your school's domestic violence, sexual harassment policy. Clery Act makes certain requirements of our institutions to make sure that our students are aware of these policies and understand how they affect them. Specifically, and most importantly again, the Clery Act allows the student to know if the institution is meeting its obligations and living up to its own policies. Jason, thank you again for joining me today. It has been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Next month, we will be talking with Ed Purchase, the Public Safety, Operations, and Clery Act Training Coordinator at the University of North Carolina System on cross-campus collaboration and the Clery Act. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe to On Campus with CITI program to stay in the know. I also invite you to review our content offerings regularly as we are continually adding new courses and webinars that may be of interest to you. All of our content is available to you anytime through organizational and individual subscriptions. You may also be interested in CITI Program's Technology Transfer course. Please visit the CITI Program's website to learn more about all of our offerings.